Good morning. I just was thinking about uh, the early church and when the gospel was new, going out and actually going out to Gentiles. Remember, the first church was all Jews, all Jews, 100%. And so as they, you know, went out, I'm in uh, Acts chapter 11, and the Lord had already told them, uh, we read it this morning, you know, when uh, stay in Jerusalem until you're filled with the Holy Spirit. And then you take the gospel out to Jerusalem, Judea, then uh, Samaria, and then the entire world. And that was like the four-step the four, the four step process. First, your own people, your own family, your own town, Jerusalem, and then Judea, this, you know, the states that they were in, basically. And then Samaria, these kind of half-breeds, neighbors, and then the whole world. So in uh, in chapter 11... The gospel is just starting to go out. And it's basically, you know, to the Jews already. The chapter before, Peter has already uh, gone to Cornelius' house. But Cornelius was a godly Gentile. But he knew about, you know, he knew about the Jewish God. And he prayed to him. So he was, like, familiar with this, you know, even though still Gentile. And so, you know, the gospel went out. These people were saved. And uh, there was evidence of that. Now, verse chapter 11 when you go to, uh, let's say, verse 19, now they were, which were scattered, because there was a big persecution of uh, what just happened in chapter 11. And so the Lord allowed persecution in Jerusalem, where the new, the new church started, to scatter some of these people. Verse 19, now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose uh, about Stephen, uh, you know, he was the first martyr, traveled as far as Phenis and Cyprus and Antioch, Antioch of uh, Syria, I believe. So preaching the word to none but the Jews only because these were Jews. And they don't speak to other people except Jews. They don't hang out with Gentiles. That was just their tradition. So they're speaking to Jews only, verse 30 to verse 20. And, uh, and some of them, some of the men of Cyrus, Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians preaching the Lord. The Gentiles. This is new. Peter opened the door in chapter 10 with Cornelius. And now some of these people are venturing out to reach some of these Gentile dogs, people that are lost. Trust me. Uh, you know, these Gentiles. When you leave the Word of God, you are lost, 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 Lost in space. Lost. Lost in the universe. You don't know what's up. You don't know what's down. You don't know what's north. You're lost. Now, you have to, you know, have some sort of, uh, you know, common sense just to be able to survive. Albert Lance was saying, you know, even primitive people, you got to have some sort of common sense, you know, to be able to survive. So, you know, you use what you've got. But when it comes to spiritual things, just lost. Even though, you know, there's um, all over the world, there are cultures all over the world that talk about the eight that survived the flood. All over the world. You would think with such a testimony like that, that people would like try to find out what happened, why that happened, get to the root of that. And still, without the Word of God, you are lost, lost, lost in space, lost in the universe. These Gentiles were really 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 lost and so in uh, 
chapter um, 11, verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was with them, the ones that took the, the, you know, the gospel to the Gentiles. And a great number believed and turned to the Lord. Wow, a big group of Gentiles got saved. Verse 22. This is the first time that's happened besides Cornelius' house and his household. It was just his house and his household, all his people. The verse 22, the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was still at Jerusalem, head, headquarters, HQ, and they sent forth Barnabas, that he should go as far as Antioch. Barnabas was a great choice because this guy was the son of encouragement. They wanted, they didn't want to stamp out this flame. They wanted to fan the flame. So they sent Barnabas, who, verse 23, who when he came had seen the grace of God and was glad and was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. Purpose of heart. Make this intentional. Make this your life from here on out going forward every step of your life, every day of your life to cleave to the Lord. This is now a new direction in life. This is the rest of your life. Cleave to the Lord. Well, you know, we can read the rest of that, but he basically brought Paul, you know, into the scene and started teaching people. But let me go back to chapter, you don't have to turn there, but in Acts chapter 2, how the brand new Jewish Christians, how they survived, verse 42, and they, Acts 2, 42, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Bible study, the apostles' doctrine, and fellowship. Getting together, not staying at home, and breaking a bread, not just meals together, but also remembering the Lord Jesus Christ together. One of the only two things the Lord asks us to do, the ordinances, remember me, you know, the Lord's Supper and baptism. Mm -hmm. Only two ordinances the church has. Mm -hmm. You know, you, a lot of churches have added a lot, a lot, a lot of other things, just like the Jews added to their law, their law and burdened people down so badly they had no hope of heaven so anyway so they got together for bible study fellowship getting together physically breaking bread you can't do that you know you um you cannot um you know have meals with somebody virtually right uh, we've never tried that anyway i guess you could get on zoom and enjoy a meal together over the internet. But anyway, they didn't have that. So they got together, okay? <laughs> and they had meals together and they broke bread remembering the Lord. And what? They got together for prayer meetings. Wow. And this is basically, in a nutshell, how you cleave to the Lord with purpose of heart. You make it your life's goal. Yes, you have to work. Yes, you have kids. Yes, you have all kinds of responsibilities, your job and everything else you got to take care of. But the direction of your life is this right here. The direction is this. The 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 aim, you know, the, the tra trajectory, what you're shooting at, <laughs> your goal in life. Stick close to the Lord. And one more passage in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, we find out about this big house. 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 20, you know, um, in the house of Christendom, there's a big house of Christendom.
And there's a lot of stuff in this house, a lot of furniture that's been brought in that's not really, uh, doesn't really belong in this house. Uh, Debbie and I went and watched this movie called Nefarious. I would highly recommend it for believers. I wouldn't recommend it for underbelievers. You know, they wouldn't know up from down. Okay. You got to know the, you have to know the Bible pretty well. Follow this movie. Basically, um, a guy that's possessed by demons. The demon tells him, you know, this guy, Legion, and, uh, they own this guy. He's on death row for, you know, murder. And this atheist psychiatrist is the guy that's supposed to interview him to see he's fit for, you know, for execution because you can't be, if he's crazy, can't be held responsible. Our laws, that's not God's law. If you shed man's blood, you got your blood's got to be shed. Crazy or not. Guess what? Crazy people understand that really well. So, so, so he's got to certify this guy. So, uh, you know, all these long conversations, all these, you know, the, all the crazy back and forth stuff. It's a very, very, very interesting. And, uh, uh, I would, so I, I, again, I really would recommend it just to get in to help to, you know, start thinking about the devil and all that he uses, all of his, you know, um, uh, uh, the wiles of the devil, the Bible calls it. Man, clever, deceiving, deceptive, using the sin in our own hearts to drag us along, you know, right to hell. That's how, by the way, that's how the devil and his sick mind and demons and their sick, sick, contorted minds think they win by dragging people to hell. That's as good as it gets. Stupid, right? Okay. So, uh, in this big house, okay, by the end of that story was that the, <laughs> the end of the story is the psychiatrist, after he's experienced all this, after he's experienced all this craziness with this devil, he doesn't get saved in the movie at all. And, but he ends up on a talk show, a talk show. He ends up on a talk show, a TV, talk, you know, broadcast talk show that's hosted by a Mormon. I think, oh, what in the world? How, what, how did this happen? What happened? Okay, that's, that's this big house. Yeah. You know, this guy that's a Mormon is supposed to be representing all of Christianity all of a sudden. Oh, how? How in the world? So that's this big house. That's what, that was the point of the story. Nevertheless, verse 19, chapter 2 of 2 Timothy, verse 19. Nevertheless, I'm sorry. Yeah, nevertheless, the foundation of God is sure, having this seal, that the Lord knows them that are His. There's a lot of people out there that think they're good with God, and they're not. They think they're on the right path. They think they're on the straight and narrow path, and they're on the path that leads to destruction. <sighs> what a dis... <sighs> this devil, man... Tool number one, deception. Deceives people. I mean, deceived Adam and Eve. Deceived Eve. And then convinced, you know, she convinced Adam. So, there you go. You know, it hasn't changed. So, nevertheless, the foundation of God is sure having this uh, seal that the Lord knows them that are His. And let everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. So, fine. Do you separate yourself from iniquity? Unbelievers, believers. But that doesn't mean you go, that doesn't mean you can't leave this world. Yeah, that's a different, this is about, about fellowship and, you know, how, who you follow. First of verse 20. But in a great house, this house of Christianity, this house of Christendom, this big religious, you know, big house of relig Christ Christian religion, 
There are not only vessels of gold and silver, uh, but also of wood and earth. And some to honor the gold and silver, you know, vessels, people that are serving the Lord, and some to dishonor in the same house. Dishonor. They're not serving the Lord. And they may think they're okay with God, but I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Maybe they're saved. Maybe they're not. We don't know. I certainly wouldn't want to be in their shoes. Some to honor, serving the Lord, bringing glory to God. Some to dishonor, not serving the Lord, deceiving people. Okay? So how do you do this? Verse 21. If a man purge himself from these, the ones that are to dishonor, the ones that aren't serving the Lord, you get, you purge yourself from the, you separate yourself from these that are not serving the Lord. He shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and, and meet and useful for the master's use and prepared unto every good work. And then goes on, flee also, just in case you don't get it, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, uh, charity and love, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. These are the people that you gather with. People that have separated themselves from others that aren't serving the Lord. They call on the Lord out of a pure heart. And there you go. So if somebody's not doing that and calls himself a Christian, you just you cannot you cannot put one ounce of faith in their testimony. You just can't do it. This is the only way that you know that you're you know on the right. If you're at home and you're doing church at home and you're having your own Bible study and you're having fellowship with me, myself, and I. There's so many Christians that do, so-called Christians that do that. So many. Okay, they might be saved. They might be headed for hell. I don't know. I wouldn't want to be in their shoes. But you want to know for sure? <laughs> this is the this is the formula. This is the direction. In a word, cleave unto the Lord with purpose of heart, and you do it with others that call on the name out of a call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. And thank God, you know, we're still able to do that. And, you know, in the old, in some, you know, in some countries, uh, it is uh, dangerous to do that because of persecution of the Lord's name. They live in such dark, dark countries, dark places with such dark governments. Our government, the head of our government is headed that way now. It may, you know, and eventually we know how it's going to end up. It's going to be that way, especially after the church disappears. There ain't going to be nobody left to stop it. Right? There's no resistance after that. You know, just run right over anybody that says, no, 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 we can't do this. Just run right over them. So thank God that we can still do this. Have confidence <laughs> that we're in the right path when others that, oh my gosh. You know, that's why I'm saying this because, you know, we were just again talking this morning, just Brother Lance said about, about how Israel got so mixed up. The, the, the altar was separated from the tabernacle and the tabernacle had the ark and how you can't approach the ark without the altar and they're separated in it. And that's the way they operated for so long and it just was so confused. And then, you know, this Uzzah, the priest Uzzah gets killed by God because he's the, the ark's on a new cart and it, you know, it's about to fall. He wants to hold it. He, God kills him 
And the whole thing is a mess until they get back to what? The Bible. The Word of God. And then they figure out, oh, 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 we're not supposed to approach God that way. This is the way it's supposed to. This is the way. Walk ye in it. So God help us to, you know, figure this out, discern these things, be confident about what we're doing and how we're doing it, serving God, and on a path that definitely, 100%, you know, leads to heaven and glorifying God on the way. Amen.